Hey, I'm one, two, three, four. Welcome back to the Weekly Score Podcast. I am your host, Thomas Murray. Last time I spoke to everyone, I was talking about the NFL draft and, you know, talked about some of my favorite prospects in the draft, where I think they can go, where they should go, uh, where I think they'll be the most productive. Uh, to get it straight, most of the people I talked about, I feel like they ended up where I was saying. Um, but anyway, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA Hall of Fame 2020 induction ceremony that took place over the weekend on Saturday, uh, May 15th, I believe it was. The class of 2020 featured a lot of really great superstars, uh, people that I grew up watching. I enjoy watching play. Um, yeah, people that I grew up loving. Some of my favorite NBA players uh, throughout my childhood. Uh, the class of 2020 featured Kevin Garnett, Barbara Stevens, Eddie Sutton, Tamika Catching, Rudy Tom Janovich, Tim Mulkey, Tim Duncan, and of course the late great Kobe Bryant. Um, I thought the ceremony was really cool. <clears throat> I really enjoyed listening to everyone's speeches. Um, I thought, you know, honestly, I feel like I learned a lot while while uh, listening to it. You know, there's some people in there that I didn't really grow up seeing in my life. You know, like Barbara Stevens, Eddie Sutton. Um, you know, I learned. You know, I learned a lot about Tamika Catching. I really thought her speech was incredible. I thought it was really cool to check out. Um, I thought Vanessa Bryant did a great job on Kobe's and, uh, inductment uh, with Michael Jordan up there with her. Uh, but overall, I thought the Hall of Fame ceremony was really special, uh, really amazing. Um, within the last year, you know, sports and everything have been kind of crazy because of COVID. So it was it was cool to see the ceremony take place. It honestly, while watching it, like I kind of forgot it was. COVID was happening, not that I'm not saying it isn't, but, you know, it was it was just a good thing to see um, life starting to get back to normal, uh, hoping everything can get back to normal soon in California, but until then, stay, stay being a good person, stay wearing your mask, be cautious, be courteous of other people, uh, and yeah, anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, so when the first person that went up on the stage that was inducted into the Hall of Fame was Kevin Garnett. Uh, Kevin Garnett's speech was incredible. I thought it was really awesome. Um, he came up with Isaiah Thomas uh, throughout the speech. He even gave like a shout out to Isaiah. Uh, just talked about you know guys like him, paved the way for him. Uh, also gave shout outs to Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. Uh, for helping him throughout his career, you know, even as a mentorship. Uh, when Kevin came up onto the stage, the crowd was chanting anything as possible, which is, of course, a Kevin Garnett quote, right? Uh, Kevin gave a nice shout-out to his mother about how she made him a country boy. Uh, he had his daughters, Capri and Coco, in the audience. Kevin's speech was really incredible. I thought he did a great job talking how he wants to rebuild the Timberwolves, uh, how he does want to bring back a championship to the T-Wolves. Uh, he mentioned that he was disappointed he never brought back a championship for the Timberwolves, but 
you know, the guy clearly loves Minnesota. Uh, and I do think that he'll do anything in his power to bring a championship to the Timberwolves within the next 10 years, maybe. Uh, we'll see how it goes, though. You know, now he's working more on the business side of basketball, right? Uh, Kevin Garnett, thank Danny Age and Doc Rivers, thank Paul Pierce for everything they did together in their time in Boston, even Paul Pierce with him in Brooklyn. You know, the two played together there for a little bit. He talked about his experience playing in the Olympics, called it unbelievable. Uh, Kevin had a really short uh, speech for the Hall of Fame, but I thought it was really sweet. Gave a lot of thank yous to the people that helped him along the way. But yeah, I think Kevin Garnett's speech was cool. I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, I'd like to personally say thank you to Kevin Garnett for everything he did as a player. You know, I grew up as a Celtics fan. Um, Kevin Garnett was one of the guys that got me back into basketball when I was a child because I just, I don't know, I kind of stopped watching it for some reason. Congrats to Kevin Garnett. You are one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, one of the greatest forwards ever. Um, one thing I'm always going to love about your game, man, is how physical you were, how old school basketball you were. Uh, and you know what? I love the talk. I love the trash talking when I saw you play, man. Uh, congratulations to an incredible career, Kevin. Uh, thank you for everything you have done. Uh, the next person who followed Kevin Garnett was Barbara Stevens. Uh, she was a former coach of Clark University and University of Massachusetts Samhurst, and ben and she was a coach of Bentley University. Uh, she is one of five coaches to win a thousand games in college. She is one of five coaches to win one thousand games in college women's basketball. She coached for forty-four years. Uh, she started coaching at Clark University for at the age of twenty-two. Coached there for seven years. And then she coached at Bentley for 34 years, which is incredible. In 2014, she won a national championship with Bentley. Uh, her speech was really cool. She thanked a lot of former players, a lot of fellow coaching staff. Uh, she, you could tell Barbara was really, was really proud of her former players and that she truly did care about them as individuals versus being a player. You know, she cared about their well-being. And I think that speaks really high of a coach, you know. I thought it was really cool that you know you could tell how much Barbara really loved and cared about her players you know one of the most memorable quotes I took from the from her speech was basketball took me away from you often but your unwavering love and support has meant the world to me I love you all very much this was a quote when Barbara was talking about her family but you know she wanted to thank them for constantly supporting her in her journey as a coach um Without them, Barbara wouldn't be here today in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, kudos to Barbara. Congratulations on making it into the 2020 Class of Hall of Fame. After Barbara was inducted, uh, Eddie Sutton came. Uh, Eddie Sutton was a former coach of Creighton, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Oklahoma State. Uh, he's, took, he's taken Arkansas to the Final Four in 1998 and OK State in 2004. Uh, his son, Sean Sutton, came up to represent his late father. Sean spoke through a video, and he really just talked about his dad as a person, talked about his teams being very tough. He talked about, Sean talked a lot about how his dad loved coaching, and he thanked all the people that his father met along the way that helped mentor him into where he is now. So I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, I think it's really interesting seeing a son go, go ahead and talk for their father like this. Um, 
I think Sean did a great job speaking on behalf of his father. Uh, you know, as sometimes like like what I was talking about with Barbara was she talked about how she was away from her family so much. And, you know, I can only imagine being a coach where you're where you feel like you're not there a lot for your for your family. And then, you know, you comes the next person, Eddie Sutton, and his son Sean's talking about how, you know, he's so proud of his dad and everything he's accomplished. You know, I feel like if you're in Barbara's position, seeing that kind of helps make your heart feel a lot better about this situation, you being away from your family so much, you know, just knowing that your family is very proud of you uh, and they love and support you. Fourth person to come up was Tamika Catchings. Tamika played in the WNBA. Uh, Tamika grew up with a hearing impairment in both of her ears at three years old. She won a championship at the University of Tennessee. After that, she was drafted in the first round of the WNBA draft. Uh, she was drafted by the Indiana Fever. Tamika was obviously a winner. For 15 seasons as a professional player, they went to the playoffs 13 times. Tamika was a main part of the U.S. national women's team. She won Olympic gold in 2004 and 2008. In 2011, she won WNBA MVP. And then the following year, Tamika would go on to win finals MVP in 2012 and would win a championship with the Indiana Fever. Tamika was a 10-time All-Star, 5-time Defensive Player of the Year, and she holds a WNBA record of steals for any player. Uh, A quote I really liked that Tamika was talking about was when she told her parents that she wanted to be a basketball player and they looked at her and they told her, honey, if anyone can do it, you can. I think that was really cool for Tamika. I think having a lot of support from your parents on obtaining a dream like that, you know, is really huge. Tamika's parents were very supportive in her dream, though. Uh, her mom also told her after one after like a softball game, uh, Tamika told the story that where Tamika didn't check her attitude, she wasn't gonna ever be on anybody's team. She didn't care how good she was. Nobody's gonna want you on your team with a poor attitude. And you know, I think that's good. I think your parents being honest with you, no matter how good you are, if you have a poor attitude, you're probably not gonna make it onto a team. You know, we see that all the time happen in sports. I thought it was just good honesty. It was it was also a funny part of the of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony too. You know, when she said that, the whole crowd was laughing, and I did find it humorous. But at the same time, it is truthful. I thought it was really honest, and you know, I think that's good. I thought it was really interesting seeing how her parents reacted to her as a kid. You know, while being very supportive, they were also very honest with their. But yeah, I really enjoyed Tamika's speech. I thought she was really fun during it i thought she was really interactive she told a lot of good stories about her childhood uh she told stories about her professional career that i really find found interesting um towards the end of her speech she she said the quote they say it takes a village to raise a child i say it takes a village to make a dream come true uh tamika said this after she thanked kobe bryant for all of his support with her and her uh, WNBA career. So, congratulations, Tamika. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. The next person that came up was Rudy Tomjanovich. Uh, Rudy Tomjanovich was inducted by Hakeem Olajuwon and uh, former teammate Calvin Murphy. Rudy Tomjanovich is the former coach of the Rockets. 
Uh, he thanked Kenny Smith and Otis Thorpe during his speech about uh, his constant substitution patterns that he would do during games. Uh, the crowd really found that humorous. I thought it was pretty funny when he was talking about that. I thought Rudy was really funny throughout the whole speech. Thank this Sam Castle for having big cojones. Uh, I was I was more amazed to find out later in the ceremony that his family was there. I believe his grandchildren were there, and I was really shocked that he that he thanked Sam Castle for having big cojones while his grandchildren were there. But I thought it was really funny. Uh, it was really cool seeing Rudy Tomjanovich just talk up there because, honestly, he just seemed like a regular dude. You could tell he was really in the moment. Uh, and then, you know what? You could tell he's human uh, just off the stories he was talking about. There was a story he mentioned when he was a kid, and uh, he started to cry as he was telling it because he was telling the story about when he was a kid, he carved I Love Basketball into the headboard of his bed. And you could just tell the pure emotion of his dream coming true, that childhood dream of making it now. Everything coming full circle. He's in the Hall of Fame, and it all just seems so surreal for him. Yeah, I'd like to say congratulations, Rudy. Welcome to the Basketball Hall of Fame. The next person that came up uh, after Rudy was Kim McCulkey. She was the former Baylor coach. She's the only person to win a national championship as a player, assistant coach, and a head coach while at Baylor. Uh, Kim came up with Michael Jordan. When she came up, it was just really funny because she was just looking at Michael and she would, she was basically like, well, I'll be damned, you know, being up here with Michael uh, since they were both players around the same time back in 84, I believe it was. Kim talked about how she was surprised when she found out Baylor wanted her. Uh, Kim talked about Pat Summit being one of the biggest mentors she had when it came to coaching and as a player, uh, there's so many life lessons. Kim would talk about how she's learned so much from Pat. She talks about how she got to play with some of the greatest players ever in women's basketball. Mentioned the time, her time at Baylor was the best time of her life. But she also talked about how, you know, if it weren't for all these players, she wouldn't have been a great coach. One of the quotes she said was, ironic, isn't it? Coaches get to go into the Hall of Fame, but I'm telling you, we don't do it without the players. And it's true. Every great coach is carried by their great players. You can see it in Phil Jackson. We've seen it with Doc Rivers. It's really cool to just see that Kim really cared about her players. Um, she talked a lot about her players throughout her speech. Uh, just on the human level, she was super happy to just see them all succeed even in life after basketball. Uh, she talked about when she was recruiting players and she'd go to their house. She would tell them, I can't promise you you're going to play a lot or that you're going to make it to the next level. But she said that she can promise that as a coach, don't forget to graduate your players. Um, and she always promised the degree for her players in their hand once their time was done at Baylor. The next person that came up after Kim was uh, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is is a guy that I grew up play, watching play. Um, you know, I was born in '95. Tim came into the league around '97 or '98. He was the 1997 College Player of the Year. That's right. But Tim was a guy that I grew up watching play. Um, my my parents, my dad was a big time Lakers fan. 
Um, so I remember plenty of times watching Tim Duncan break his heart in the playoffs. And the thing about it was my, I never watched my dad get mad when I, when I watched the Lakers lose to the Spurs. Like, yes, he was upset, but my dad was such a sucker for the style of basketball that the Spurs played because they played that old school fundamental way, you know. A lot of what today's basketball is a lot of three-point shots. Um, you could argue that defense isn't as prominent in the game anymore. Um, there's a lot of shots taken in today's basketball, whereas the whereas the Spurs were more of a drive-it-in, old-school kind of basketball, play physical. Uh, and yeah, that's the thing. I never watched my dad ever get too upset watching the Spurs win, although I know it was killing him inside because being a Lakers fan and all the great matchups the two teams had against one another, you could understand. Tim Duncan was a five-time finals champion. Tim Duncan was a two-time MVP and a three-time finals MVP. Tim Duncan is the only player to have a thousand or more wins with one NBA team. Uh, when Tim Duncan came out for his speech, you he was straight nervous during it. Uh, he even admitted it right when he came up. He says, he said that he's played in so many finals games, but yet this is the most nervous he's ever been in his life. I gave thanks to Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett right away. I, Tim Tim talked about how his parents had no knowledge of basketball whatsoever while growing up, but they taught him more about the game than anyone else. Tim talked about how his parents taught him a lot about basketball. Uh, they taught him to have pride in everything he did, to be the best in everything he did, and to be happy with his role no matter where he was, um, all because of them. At age 14, Tim lost his mom. Uh, he talked about how his sisters had to step up and be his mom for them uh, and just really help mentor him in his life as he was becoming a young adult. Tim talked about how he didn't want how he didn't pick up a basketball until he was 14. Originally, he wanted to be a swimmer. I didn't even know that. Tim talked about how his sister and her husband, Ricky, helped mentor him into the basketball player he is today. Tim started to get really emotional when he talked about Wake Forest, talked about how Coach Odom took a chance on him when he came down to the Virgin Islands to see him play. Uh, his teammates convinced Coach O to not redshirt him his freshman season uh, and to let him play, which obviously was a great decision by Coach O as seeing Tim would become the 97 uh, Basketball Player of the Year. Tim taught, thanked the San Antonio Spurs for everything they did. Uh, Tim had a lot of positive things to say about the Spurs, nothing but great things to say about the organization and what they did for him as a young adult growing up. Tim told Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker that he was excited to see them on the stage one day and would rather be in their seats. Um, and he wanted to thank them for everything they did together on the court. Tim got really emotional when he was talking about his kids, told them that they are amazing people and that he can't wait to see what they do in life. And then what was really funny was the, at the end of his speech, he thanked Greg Popovich. Tim did it in fashionable Greg Popovich style where you know, Popovich is the guy that doesn't want a big deal made about him. And he told him, he basically told him, well, too bad, Popovich. I'm going to thank you and I'm going to put you on the spot. He thanked Greg Popovich for being a great coach, for teaching him what's happening in the world is important, 
what's happening with his family. He thanked Popovich for being an amazing human and teaching him everything in basketball and teaching him teaching him about life and how to be a great, amazing person. You know, when Tim talked about Popovich, you could just kind of tell that Greg Popovich was like a second father to Tim Duncan. You know, I always kind of had that feeling for those guys that played in the Spurs, you know, Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. I always kind of felt like Popovich was like a second father to those guys because you could just you could just kind of tell when you watch them play. You could see the look that they give Popovich. You know, Popovich, as far as I know, he's a great human being. Uh, he's very outspoken about issues that go on in the world. Popovich always sticks up for his players. Tim Duncan's speech was amazing. Uh, I really enjoyed watching it, even though he was... He said he was nervous and he seemed he felt like he was awkward. I thought he did a great job. I thought it was really entertaining. Uh, congratulations, Tim Duncan. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. Uh, the last person that was inducted into the Hall of Fame at the end of the ceremony was the late great Kobe Bryant. Uh, Kobe was inducted by Michael Jordan and his wife, Vanessa Bryant. Vanessa talked a lot about mama mentality. Um, Jerry West mentioned that he noticed Kobe was good at the age of 17 uh, during the video that they did beforehand. Uh, Ray Allen talked about how Kobe would play without fear. Allen Iverson said Kobe was just different from everyone. Even Shaq came up in the video and said that Kobe just wanted to be the number one player ever. When Vanessa came up to the stage, she, she said that Kobe wanted Michael there to be by him um, and that Kobe looked up to Michael, and that was his favorite player growing up. Vanessa talked about how she how she barely ever praised him. Uh, Vanessa's speech was amazing. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was really Kobe Bryant. Um, she mentioned in it in the speech that she did it without a script. She it just all came natural to her. Uh, and if anything, I feel like that's the way Kobe Bryant would have wanted it. You know, Kobe Bryant was a guy that was prepared for anything, he could handle any moment, he was great at communicating, he was great on on the court, he was great off the court, he was a great human being, spoke many different languages. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought Vanessa did a great job giving a speech about Kobe. I thought she made a lot of funny jokes, kind of taking jabs at him, you know, because you could just tell that was their relationship together. Was that the two very the two very much loved each other, but you could tell they would trash talk once one another very sarcastically. Um, then early in the speech, Vanessa said, "I can see him now, arms folded with a huge grin. Isn't this some shit?" As she spoke for him, and the whole audience thought that was really funny. I've seen that quote all over social media now since the ceremony happened on Saturday. Um, she talked about how Gigi would be so proud. She she would go on to thank everyone who supported him and even doubted him along the way because it only added fuel to his fire on being one of the greatest to ever play. Vanessa talked about Kobe's toughness, how he played with a left hand when he broke his finger, uh, and how he tore both of his Achilles and shot two free throws during a game. Um, and you know, you talk that's that Mamba mentality that Kobe always preached. Um, and that made him different from everyone else. Vanessa also talked about Kobe Bryant even as a person because and how much you how much he actually did care about his fans. You know, 
she talked about how Kobe always said that he wanted to play every game possible before the fans that would come to see him because he remembers being that kid who would save up all his money all week to go see, to go see his favorite player play. Uh, he didn't ever want to disappoint his fans. How one of the quotes he once told her that, what about the fans that just got to see me play once? Uh, Vanessa talked about how Kobe was more than a player. He was larger than life. He was an amazing father, husband, and fantastic human being. Uh, Vanessa talked about how his Mamba mentality was for the world. It wasn't just basketball. One quote Kobe Bryant told Vanessa before, and this is where I'm going to end my podcast, is, if you're going to bet on someone, bet on yourself. All right, and there we have it. This is my take on the 2020 Basketball Hall of Fame class. Uh, congratulations to everyone who made it. You all are very deserving of this honor. Uh, you all should be very proud of yourself. Thank you for everyone that I grew up watching play. Um, thank you for everyone's speeches that I listened to throughout the ceremony. For the people that I didn't even get to grow up watch play or coach that I learned about during this ceremony. Thank you for everything you did. You guys should be extremely proud of yourself. Uh, and welcome to one of the greatest honors in all.